Welcome back to our kitchen table for another episode, episode 76 of So Talk to Me. We made it. 76 episodes. 76 Even if we're episodes. Like bloody and limping. We still made it. Bloody we're here. and limping. Not yeah, really. sorry this late. is dropping really late. I was sick on Thursday, which is our usual recording night. Mm-hmm. and wasn't feeling well. And then Friday was just a really busy day and we were both like shot and just didn't want to record we were both exhausted (laughs) yeah (laughs) i replaced a a faucet our our kitchen sink yeah not our sink but the faucet that ended up Uh, taking a lot longer way longer than i thought yeah i was planning on getting some school done yesterday but that did not happen because i had to make three trips to home depot in order to get everything i needed but that's a story for another time. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's a story for right here. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rule of thumb, though, in the future, uh, if, for anyone listening, if you have an old-ish house, I mean, our, our house is, what, 30 years old? Yeah. 30, almost. Well, a little over. Whew, almost 40, wow. Yeah. It's, they're like 35. Um, that's crazy to think about. Uh, 37, I guess. Anyways, uh, <laughs> when you have a house as old as ours um, and you make any kind of repair, just assume that things are going to break. <laughs> that's, uh, that's something I need to, I need to like, drill into my head. Because like, replacing a faucet is, is a pretty simple, you know, all, all the steps are pretty simple. Um, there, there are just things when, you have, when you're working with such old equipment, like you know, shut off valves that no longer work. Because they're thirty plus years old, so you have to shut the water off the, to the entire house. Fun. And then um, piping that will break on you when you try and screw it back on. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's lots of there's lots of fun, but it's working. I have not. Uh, I've, I've been checking it. There are no leaks or anything like that. We didn't wake up to a puddle on the floor this morning. Our cabinets weren't destroyed by mold. Yay! Uh, yeah, so I'm, that's I'm always good. Yeah, I feel productive. It just took like three times as long as I expected. It to yeah, be. no, I mean, so it's fun. I love that you're like a handyman or learning <laughs> how to be, anyways. Yeah, thank you, Home Depot and YouTube. You make me look smart. It's hot. <laughs> and actually, it was. I mean, I guess we got we got a nicer faucet than I had kind of like thought. I mean, I'm just a cheapskate in general, um, but for some reason, when I first started looking into them, it looked like it was going to be around a hundred bucks. Maybe that was an entire sink, like the cheapest that I could find was around a hundred bucks, um, and it was significantly I mean, cheaper than with that. With as many trips that you made to Home Depot, it probably ended up being that much anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the end product is much nicer because then I replaced. Um, piping and I replaced, yeah, stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, stuff that needed to be replaced. Exactly. So. Exactly. And now it is what it is. And I, I was talking to you at Home Depot. And now also. we have a nice new faucet. Yeah. It's, it's fun for me, like, to actually know how some of this stuff works. Not that it was ever really, like, um, complicated or not that, not that it's difficult to learn, just that, I don't know, I've never thought about replacing a faucet before. That's just never been something in my head. And now I know how to do it, and it was actually really easy. So, 
or I will say really simple, maybe not really easy, but simple. Yeah, with with the uh, right equipment, it's simple. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> and then it was National Margarita Day. Yes. Yesterday, apparently, you know, it's one of those, you know, Hallmark holidays, right? Or <laughs> not even holidays. I don't even, Hallmark. even know what you call it. <laughs> Well, right, like a fake made-up day. Yeah, I just mean, to, to do something. I'm pretty sure there's like a day for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every day has something attached to it. I'm not sure why that's a thing now. Yeah, it just is. Um, I wonder if there's a day that celebrates night. It's National Night Day. I'm sure you could make it up. Submit it to someone. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yes, it was a National Margarita Day, and so. We went to Chewy's, which is a Tex-Mex restaurant here. And so we had margaritas. It was awesome. Chewy's, during their happy hour, they do free queso, free Mm -hmm. chips and queso. um, And then just like really cheap margaritas, which are actually really good. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For the price that you pay, they're really good margaritas. So we had... Queso for dinner and margaritas. <laughs> yeah. We did end up ordering some flautas. Which, which were really good. They were really good. And I will say, I'm actually really surprised that my stomach has not been, like, did not turn. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've noticed as I've gotten older that my stomach is not as resilient as it used to be. Um, but for having chips and queso and flautas and margaritas for dinner and not eating lunch yesterday oh, yeah, <laughs> because I was true. working on the sink. Um, like I, you know, I kind of stuffed my face with chips and queso. Mm -hmm. And so I figured like, oh, I'm going to feel this tomorrow. Like I'm going to feel terrible. I'm probably going to, you know, my stomach's going to be all gurgly all night long. But no, I actually did not notice any, any issues, which I'm really surprised about. That's good news. Um, cause even the flautas, I mean, they're like, they're fried, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yes, they were very tasty. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I've ever had flautas before. Yeah. I mean, I've had like the mini version of flautas, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is but the same thing. They, are you just talking smaller. about like, taquitos? Yeah, yeah. It's the yes, same thing. <laughs> it is, but then, but then when you get it that thin, like the meat to uh, fried tortilla ratio is like you get so much more of the of the like chip, I guess, or the outside the tortilla. Whereas in like a taquito, with the flauta, yeah. right, mm-hmm. with the flauta, like you actually taste what's inside there. It's not just yeah. like. Well, in a flauta, like the tortilla is more flaky. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Or was. at least these were anyways. I don't know if there are. Well, the meat inside t- was really good too. Like, yeah, it was tender. It wasn't, it wasn't as salty as I expected, but there was a lot of, because it was like a hatch chicken. And the hatch really got into the chicken. I don't think it was hatch. I think it was just green green chili. chili, You're right. You're right. Green chili. Yeah. They do hatch like at a special time of year. You're right. Anyways, I'm sure uh, you guys love our riveting conversation about the meal (laughs) that we ate last night. But um, yeah, no. So so we did have a good day yesterday, but we we were not able to fit in any recording. And since you weren't feeling well on Thursday, we, we had to chuck that. It's... You know, I'm a little torn, and here's some inside baseball for all you you guys who are interested in starting podcasts. Um, you know, consistency is key when you're keeping podcast. You know, actually, a lot of this stuff I kind of throw out the window because this is such a 
I feel like our podcast is so weird. I'm not necessarily, I don't know. We're not in it to, to get huge. We're just kind of having conversations. Right. It isn't like, we're not using it as like a source of income or (laughs) any, yeah, anything like that. So So. it's mostly just for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But we hope it blesses others. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I do want to stay consistent, but anyways, what, what I was trying to say was that, um, what a lot of podcasts will do to stay consistent is that they will have like a backlog of episodes, you know, like they'll record a week in advance or two or three weeks in advance That's a smart and just thing have to do. like episodes kind of we don't do in the that. backlog we don't because i feel like some of the a lot of the stuff that we talk about is kind of just oh whatever it, it's it's reactionary does that make sense it, mm-hmm. it has to do with something that's going on in our world yeah and we talk about like things that are going on as well and so i don't know it just seem it seems weird and it would seem difficult to do that now it may be smarter to record earlier than the day before we post the episode <laughs> right? so that we have a buffer in case we well, get sick. And most podcasts usually like plan out their topics. Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> like weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Which is smart. It and is, yeah. It's a great way to be organized with, mm-hmm. with your podcast. We don't tend to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if we want to start, well, I guess this is a conversation for off the podcast, off the air. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we could get some more ideas for, for more consistency. But I will say for 76 episodes, we have been amazingly consistent uh, in my mind. Yeah. So there have only been a couple times. I mean, yeah, just times that we've gotten sick that we've had to push episodes. Yeah. So, um, And even then we didn't drop episodes because here we are. Folks. I think there was only one week where we didn't have an episode. We were out of town. Yeah, and we just posted a little like "Happy Thanksgiving" or whatever something it was like that. Yeah, that. yeah, that's true. That's true. There you go. All right. Well, uh, what's going on in your world? In my world, or is there anything going on in your world? My world. Um, I mean, yeah. There's just been. I don't know if I would call it my world. More like just Facebook world. Oh, yeah. Just drama going it's on a great there. Place to be. <laughs> I I like to just be on the outside and look in, yeah. and watch all the crazy <laughs> and the drama, and then just you know like or love a comment here and there. But I don't actually say anything. I'm just like I'm just here. Just to watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what happens. See what all is going on. In, insert um, Michael Jackson GIF eating popcorn. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> yes. That's what came to mind. Um, that's what I've been doing mostly. <laughs> just, no, just watching kidding. all of the insanity. Uh, um, no, not mostly. Uh, I mean, I've been momming it up. It's true. With our kids. As usual, um, yeah, I don't know. They've been a, they've been kind of sniffly, so we haven't been leaving the house as much lately. Like I haven't gone to Bible study in like two weeks because at least one of the kids have been kind of gross. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
It's not news, kids. Yep. It's true. Just it the season. I mean, they're not like really sick or anything. I don't think they've even had any. If if they have had a fever, it's been a very a very low one. Um, yeah. But I mean, and they haven't particularly acted like they've been sick. Like they've been running around and playing as usual. I mean, Josie's been more tired than usual, but um, yeah, they're just happy little snot-nosed kids. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's not that is not an untrue assessment. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything exciting <laughs> to yeah. tell any of you. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's been another, yeah, it's been another one of those weeks of just like things going by really quickly and I can't believe that it's been another week. Cause like, yeah, I know. For instance, last weekend, I mean, it's this is Saturday when we're recording this. Last Sunday, we went out to the winery again. Um, yeah. For big old family bash, um, we did a tour there and, and uh, just hung out and drank wine. And then we came back into town and went to a pizza place for dinner. And just so had a great good. time as a family, yeah. And just looking back on that, I am amazed that that was a week ago. I know. Because it feels like it was two days ago. Uh, I mean, I guess no, technically. It's been almost a week. It's not technically a week yet, yeah. It'll be a week tomorrow. Yeah. But, Yeah. It is. Even so, yeah, like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been six days. So, but that that just goes to show. I mean, the, the week yeah, the has week's gone been by crazy. Quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just how it goes. I think I've kind of hit my stride with school, which has been pretty cool. Able to crank out papers a lot quicker, which is nice because I, I have to like the way that I'm wired is that I you know I edit as I write, and sometimes I'll just kind of hit roadblocks, and I have to. I have to push myself, like, like actually encourage myself to just stop overthinking things and just write. And it helps me so much more. Because even as I'm writing, I'm like, this is garbage. I'm going to have to edit this, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I read through it again and clean it up a little bit. I'm like, no, the basic thing is there. I just need to clean it up. <laughs> so it, it makes things a lot easier. If I can just get over myself <laughs> and be like, no, I'm not going to be able to put everything that's in my head down on the page. And I guess it's kind of the same with this podcast too, is like, I have thoughts that I wish that I could go back on episodes and be like, oh, but this, this, and this. Oh and yeah. I don't think I've expressed myself the I right way. I do that way. a lot. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you just kind of have to accept it. Like, I don't know. I'm not going for a, uh, just be thankful that you've grown since then, and now you have a more, I don't know, detailed view of it. I don't know. Yes, um, but not even necessarily that I have a different view, just that I wasn't well, able not, to Well, no, I express. didn't say different, just a more detailed view. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that I, there are some times where I have thoughts, but I, when I listen back to it, I don't think I expressed myself the way that I truly thought about it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think I was getting my point across very well, is basically what I'm trying to say. And I'm sure there are papers that I do that as well. But um, that's okay, because at this point in my life, I'm kind of just a little bit more focused on actually getting the paper done without staying up all night and without spending, you know, six hours on a three-page paper. <laughs> 
Because yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. Don't do that. It's going to make your life worse. But speaking of papers, actually, um, as we were brainstorming topics for this episode, uh, you had said that you want to talk about kind of the interplay between faith and works mm -hmm. and, and how that's presented in the scripture. And um, funny enough, I wrote a paper on that just this morning. So, hey. yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Stars and let's see. have aligned. It was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you were saying i was like this has got to be from some movie i've never seen oh no but yeah i doubt it would have referenced the holy spirit yes <laughs> um so so yeah we've i just don't believe in all that like stars aligning well no stars do align no i meant like how all the new agey crap like horoscopes yeah 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 i no. mean the wise men followed the star they knew that the king was coming because of what the stars had told them so the stars speak as well <laughs> you're rolling your eyes at me they don't speak all of creation speaks of the glory of god anyways this is not our topic so we don't <laughs> have to talk about mysticism um or general revelation whichever you'd like to call it oh gosh sorry i'm making a dropping all these things that these are these are easily rabbits that we could chase but we're not going to do that not tonight um we just don't have the time so faith and works um yeah where should we start with this um scripture yes that's a great <laughs> idea so my paper that i wrote was about james uh primarily james chapter 2 so um, we're talking about faith in or faith and works in salvation. Okay, so in James two uh, verse seventeen, it says that faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, verse twenty says that faith apart from works is useless. And then uh, let's see, let's get another one in here. Verse twenty four. So James two twenty four. He says. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And then finally, at the end of the chapter, verse 26, he says, As the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Mm. So clearly, we see here that works saves you. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it's not faith alone. It is not. So James is against sola fide. Right? If that is the conclusion, then that means that the Holy Spirit is lying in the book of Galatians, in the book of Ephesians, in, in the whole of Scripture. <laughs> what, what does he say in, in Galatians and Ephesians? All right, well, let's go there. All right, let's go to Galatians chapter 2. Um, which, by the way, if you read the entire book of Galatians, Paul is really trying to hash out this idea that you are saved by holding to the law. Okay. Um, and he's saying that it's false. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's go to the text, Galatians chapter 2, starting at verse 15. 
We are Jews by nature, not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Transgressor, sorry. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. And Ephesians. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So how would you square those verses away with, with what James says, is that it's not by faith alone? I would say that James does hold to the view that we are saved by, sorry, saved by grace through faith alone. But James is specifically talking about how we know we have a true faith. Mm -hmm. And we know we have a true faith by our works. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have no works, then your faith is dead, he says. Mm -hmm. Which means you don't have a faith. Right. Yeah. You don't have the faith. So therefore... Your works prove your faith, mm-hmm. but they are not what justifies you. Yeah. Your faith is what justify you. yes. justifies you. Dang. Yes, that's a, that's a really good summary. I agree. Um, yeah, what James is talking about. And, and you see, like, if you take a look at the beginning of James, so James, his book is a letter right? So it's addressed Mm -hmm. to a particular people. And um, he addresses his letter to the diaspora, so the dispersed Christians um, throughout, you know, the region that he sent out the letter. So so you you think of that, like these are, generally Christians are dispersed, especially you see it in Acts, they are dispersed because of persecution. Mm -hmm. And that's what sends them to new areas. The first thing that James talks about in his letter is an encouragement to to remain steadfast. Um, that suffering produces character. Right. So so you see, I mean, clearly James is concerned with his audience. He is he's concerned to he, he wants to encourage them that they are under persecution. They are currently suffering. And so if you read what he has to say in light of who he is speaking to, I think that kind of gives us a little bit more context to what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So when he talks about these works that 
um, that prove our faith, that the faith ought to, to be visible, right? That, mm-hmm. that it ought to produce works in the life of the Christian. Um, if you think of this backdrop that he's saying it in, he's basically encouraging these Christians like, yes, you are suffering. Yes, you are facing persecution, but don't shy away from displaying the fact that you're don't a Christian. Don't shy away from the gospel. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Still don't, go out and proclaim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hide what you're doing um, because that would go to show that you don't truly believe this. Mm-hmm. Like the and the cool thing is that it it combines um not just intellectual belief i mean it actually goes to even show like the christian faith is not just intellectual like it mm-hmm. is it necessarily affects us on a on a level that causes our actions to change it causes us to do things um because as we've talked about five points of calvinism right um god regenerates us and actually makes us a new creature we are no longer dead in our sin we are no longer um the reprobate or what's what am i thinking of we are no longer totally depraved right um god actually changes our nature and therefore because we're this new creation because our nature has been changed we will actually follow the will of the spirit mm-hmm. rather than than doing the works of the flesh yeah. not all the time we do right. still sin right clearly yeah we are not perfected yet there's there's an element to where right. yeah we're all being sanctified if we, yeah exactly certainly. if we were perfected then there would be no sanctification right <laughs> right but what james is saying is that if yeah i mean it, it makes so much sense when you read it in that light especially again this this last verse of chapter two for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. If you have no works, if you have, if, if you're not, if the gospel, if the good news that Jesus has saved you and that his, what Jesus has accomplished for you does not affect the way that you live at all, you really need to question whether or not your faith is genuine. Right. Um, and the interesting thing too, I think, because because James does make these bold statements again, just how he says that um, that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone, right? That's kind of jarring. Um, but the interesting thing is, although he he's talking about the importance of works, he never talks about works apart from faith. Mm-hmm. Like all throughout the chapter, he's actually he's talking about faith and he's talking about works in tandem. So he is not <laughs> he is not saying that works save you, right? Right. He's not saying that salvation comes through works. He he is talking about the relationship between faith and works because, therefore, like you said, he has the view that faith is what saves you, right? And so, therefore, how does how do works play into it? Um, you, you think about just some other some other letters. Um, in my paper, it was it was primarily about the the James two here, and then also Romans four and five, and how Paul talks about um, the basically just about how faith saves, and he uses the example of Abraham as well, which is funny because James uses Abraham and says that his works are what um, brought him justification, um, which again because of his faith. 
Uh, and Romans uses the same. Yeah, he talks about, Paul talks about how Abraham was justified because he believed. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he addresses that in Galatians as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you see the, the context that Paul puts this in is what Jesus has accomplished, right? The, book of, the entire book of Romans is talking about what spiritually Jesus has done. Right. And so, with the different contexts, you see Paul emphasizing faith and you see James emphasizing works. But these two things actually kind of work in tandem together to to teach us the relationship between faith and works. I think something can be said about um, just about works in general. Um, Like, what, what are we. What do we mean when we say works? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're talking about things that you do that come from having a true faith, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, do would would an unbeliever repent mm-hmm. from sin? No. Right. Only a believer can repent from their sin. Would an unbeliever share the gospel? No. <laughs> and when you let me just clarify, when you say repent of sin, you mean before God, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because unbelievers can change their actions. Like unbelievers can be quote unquote good people, right? You know, they can live moral lives, mm-hmm. um, but they have not repented of their sin before right. God. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And do unbelievers go out and preach the gospel? I mean, not with true faith. No, yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Um, And so I think those are like, those are like the main works that he is referring to. Um, But I mean, there's also basically anything that you would do to, to glorify God mm-hmm. would be a good work. Um, you know, not just because unbelievers can do quote unquote good works. You mm-hmm. know, they can feed the hungry. They can, you know, take care of people in need. Like that's, we can't just, we can't just, in other words, sorry, this is what I'm trying to get at. You can't just look at someone, see that they're doing good things and say, oh, that person is or is not a Christian. Does that make sense? Right. Um, so I think what we really have to look at is, and obviously I do think that James is saying that you you see who a true believer is, someone who has the faith by their works Mm -hmm. because he says if there are no works their faith is dead (laughs) right well yeah so you the two examples that james uses in this section in the second chapter um like i said abraham is the first one and um he particularly singles out where abraham offers up isaac his son Mm -hmm. so in that instance the work that abraham does is listening to God, right? Because God is the one who told him to sacrifice Isaac. And then, so listening to God and then actually 
acting out what God had told him to do. So it is specific, like you're saying, it is very specific to, to God's commands rather than just being good. The second example he gives is actually the example of Rahab. And this one is a little more like tricky because she, you know, she harbored spies in her house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does say that she also, the reason that she did that is because she knew that their God was the true God. Right. So again, it is not, in, in that case as well, it's not just that she was a good person. It's that, she, or, you know, she was a moral person. It's that she was showing, like, like there, there's this relationship between faith and works. She was showing her faith in God, in the God of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it was out well, of- Well, because she put her own life on the line when she yes. did that. So that shows- that she had faith right. in God right, in what was going to be accomplished. Yeah, yeah. So those are the two, like, again, those are the two kind of um, previous Israelite examples that James uses to show, like, what works are, what the works, what your faith is going to produce. Um, I do think there are some points that we have to be careful about with this. So James is Definitely. saying that, faith apart from works is dead. And so again, I think he's writing this letter to encourage his audience to continue in good works, you know, to ask, you know, to really see, to really kind of challenge yourself. Am I saved? Am, Am I really living out my Christian life? Is it visible before the world? Um, and, and so there's that. And then the opposite side of that is that, if there are no works, then your faith is useless, right? Mm-hmm. If you have not changed at all, then clearly you do not have saving faith. I think these are the two things that James says definitively. I think when we start to kind of reverse these things, we have to tread carefully. So when we say that, uh, it, so when we start to judge people based on their works and and make definitive statements about people based on their works it can be it can get a little tricky well right because we we also can't look at our works for assurance Mm -hmm. that would just that would either puff you up or bring you to despair if you're looking at your works for you as your assurance Mm -hmm. um so that's, that's not, we're not saying that, um, what we're not saying is that, uh, yeah, that you should look to your works as your assurance of your faith, mm-hmm. because it's Christ who is your assurance, mm-hmm. what he, the works that he did, um, what he accomplished is your assurance. Um, but yeah, like your works are, um, a product of your faith, mm-hmm. not, not your assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I do think that, that it is, uh, that James gives a strong, um, again, I, I think this is taken, it, it ought to be taken as an encouragement to continue in good works. Um, but I do think he makes some very strong statements that ought to cause us as Christians 
to examine ourselves and examine whether or not our faith is producing these things. Right. Um, so not to, not to cause despair and not to give a blanket assurance, but at the same time, I do think it's a serious call to, to yeah, just to self-examination mm-hmm. in your own life. Um, yeah, I just also want to say that you have to be very careful. I, I do think that this is a, a personal thing that um, you do want to examine yourself to, to, to see your works, but it, it gets real muddy when you start making definitive statements about others based on well, right. what you see in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I, would, I would take the posture rather of James and encourage others to abound in good works mm-hmm. rather than uh, listing off like specific works or 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 condemn someone because of their lack right you know i would like these are the works that i'm doing so this this is how you are to be a godly person basically is that what you're getting at well no i'm also saying like if i see someone who and i don't see much fruit in their life I would not therefore assume that they're not Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I w- especially if they're if they're professing to be Christian, you know, I would rather I'd rather take the posture of James and you know, lead them to the scripture and and have them examine themselves right rather than assume that they're just they're not regenerate at all. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I I just don't want I I just don't want this to to give uh to give someone the the ability to kind of judge someone else's salvation, right? Because I don't think that that's possible, <laughs> you know. Um, and now, as much as you can judge fruit, that's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to judge fruit, but saying that fruit necessarily, uh, definitively, right? But I think judging fruit is more of. Because I think we are called to, there's a verse, I don't remember which verse it is, that we're to judge fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that that's talking about judge people's salvation because of their fruit. I think it's saying that you need to um, look at the fruit and call a brother to repentance if you need to. Boom. Um, Not question their salvation. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I was trying to say, but you said it okay. <laughs> much more succinctly. So, awesome. All right. Well, I think this has been a good discussion about faith and works. Hopefully, we've made a little bit of sense of kind of like <laughs> parsing through what this means. Um, you know, it's, it's really cool. I don't know. For me, it's really cool to see something that is commonly viewed as a contradiction and then to actually like go to scripture and take a close look at these things. And see, like, legit, like, there's a sense in which, you know, you can be defensive and be like, oh, no, 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 it can't mean that because God doesn't lie. So it has to mean these other things. Like, yes, but when you actually, like, look 
at what they're saying. Again, I, I brought the whole context of James mm-hmm. into this conversation because I genuinely believe this is what James is saying. Like, not right. that this is a way around an argument of a supposed contradiction. Like, no, this, like, I actually think Paul and James agree 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just emphasize different things. So it's really cool. I don't know. It was encouraging for me to look into these things and and see, like, oh, yeah, no, like, it was more assurance of just how, you know, how all of scripture is God breathed. And yeah. I know well, it. yeah. it's just cool to I think see that, it again. I like, think that yeah. that presupposition is really important Certainly. when you're reading scripture. Yeah. Because when you do get to, you know, a couple of verses that seem like they contradict each other, you can check that in your own brain and be like, well, no, I know that this can't possibly be a contradiction mm-hmm. because all of scripture is God breathed right. and God's not a liar. He wouldn't contradict himself. So coming from that presupposition, then being like, okay, well then let me look into the context of this and what, you know, how it fits into the whole of scripture and, mm-hmm. you know, actually using um, proper biblical hermeneutic when, right. <laughs> when you're reading. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Definitely. We want to have that posture. I just think that, I I don't know, I can see in myself, like sometimes it's out of like a defensiveness of like, no, 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 it can't mean that there, there's no like even air of contradiction or, or paradox or anything like that. Like, no, like there, while that's true, like we don't have to be defensive. We can just look at the text and see (laughs) that how it, it, it explains itself and and um it it fits together it is not contradictory right like we don't have to fear that it looks contradictory Mm -hmm. because it's not we just need to see why it's not right so um so it was cool for me to to look into these these verses and see oh yeah it is it is clear they're emphasizing different things but they're saying the same thing so i just thought it was really cool right yeah and that that happens throughout a lot of the epistles because, you know, they have different writers. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, we see that in the Gospels as well, that they, they're they all Gospel accounts, but they're from different perspectives because they're from different people. Right. Um, and yeah, that's what you have in the epistles too. Like they, they're all preaching the same thing, but they um, have different, perspectives and may may emphasize certain things yeah but they don't contradict each other definitely yeah because they were all given to different audiences right. to different churches who are going through different things um so it's okay to emphasize different things at different times and that's not contradictory to do that um that could go on a whole other rabbit trail that i don't necessarily <laughs> want to go down uh so so we won't go there. But do you, do you have any final thoughts on Faith and Works? All right. Well, awesome. If you guys have any thoughts, you think that we did not explain ourselves well, or if you just want to clarify some points, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, we're also on Facebook, just the so talk to me podcast and Instagram as well. So talk to me podcast. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you have any uh, uh, recommendations or suggestions, rather, for topics, we'd love to hear that as yes, well. Yes, please. Um, 
Well, before we sign off, I do have a quick recommendation just because I was uh, listening to some friends' podcasts this week and I, I thought it was just a really good um, take on the what a lot of people believe to be or kind of the conversation centered around um, the second commandment and mm-hmm. what constitutes a second commandment violation. violation. And I thought it was a really beneficial conversation um, because, well, there are lots of perspectives that you can take on that. You know, it goes from from extremes of, you know, whether or not any image of anything on the earth is sinful to um, any image of God at all, God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, any image of the Trinity is absolutely sinful and you should never attempt to to create anything to oh it doesn't really matter you know like that's only purely making uh false idols um so so there are different perspectives on that i enjoyed the conversation that they had the podcast is called error 204 it's my friends uh luke and mark um we just had them on we we just did some crossover episodes with my other podcast as well talking about some video games with them which was a lot of fun um but i i would recommend that episode and i will drop a link in the show notes maybe who knows maybe sometime down the line we'll talk about what we consider to be a second commandment violation as well um that would be an interesting but, conversation yeah yeah it would be uh but i would encourage you to listen to that episode of their podcast cuz i feel like they they um did the conversation justice hmm. put it that way and uh and i i tend that's to that's good because that topic can get pretty heated yeah yeah <laughs> uh well it's funny because yeah in, in the facebook world that's another thing that's blown up recently but again i'll, I'll not run down those rabbit trails we'll talk about that stuff at another <laughs> time so do you have any recommendations before we sign off Yes, I do have a couple of recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm I know that we've recommended these podcasts multiple times, but <laughs> um, I just think that they're wonderful podcasts that are very um, sound. You're not going to run into any craziness while listening to them. So um, they are Doctrine and Devotion, uh, Blue Stocking Baptists. Um, mortification of spin and uh oh um uh blah, blah, theocast it's also a great podcast so cool those are my my four recommendations <laughs> all right so a bunch of podcasts get to <laughs> listening guys um, and then after you have listened to those episodes. Oh, and Theology Gals. Sorry. I know I've mentioned them before too. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I just, that just popped there in my go. head. There you go. <laughs> um, so go listen to the podcasts. And then after you've listened and kind of digested what they have to say, have a conversation about it with your spouse. Oh, segue. Go talk to your spouse. Go talk to him. Till next time, guys. Bye.